Welcome to the Double Dribble Show. My name is Mr. Louis Bravo. I'm your host. And I got with me today my two co-hosts today. I got Gio Garcia from the Fantasy Sports Cave. What's up, Gio? What's up, Bravo? What's up, David? How you guys doing? What's up, man? And I also got Sports Guy David in the building as well. What's up, David? Of course, the one and only Sports Guy David. Sports, 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 sports. I'm here. Exactly. The one and only Never, lo- never Lonely. The dancing, <laughs> dancing machine. Just in case you haven't heard, but... Uh, you know, I just saw right now on, on social media that they posted you on the top five best dance moves, I guess, from like a fan base for the Chargers. That was pretty cool. Yeah. You know, you know me. I got to do what I got to do. You got to do what you got to do. All right. Well, let's get into this sports talk, this basketball talk, right? So we're in the double dribble show. You know, we're located in L.A. And obviously there's a lot of buzz, obviously, with the Clippers and Lakers. So currently the Clippers, obviously, are going to play, uh, play later on tonight. Uh, so I don't I don't know exactly how that's going to go, but their current record right now is three and one. They're looking really dangerous without Paul George. I mean, they, they're going to be a juggernaut once he comes back. So, what are your thoughts so far in the first couple of games you've seen him play? Gio, go ahead and answer. Um, I mean, I'm not surprised at all. I think after last the last um, the last home game, the Clippers uh, Doc Rivers just said like against the Hornets because I was there on Monday. He just said, like, they're like, how how has it been? Someone asked him, like, how has it been to integrate Kawhi Leonard? He's like, it's been very simple. Just You just give him the ball and just let him do. But, like, Kawhi Leonard really likes the system, and they really fit well. Like, he's such a great playmaker, and he just does so many little things. Like, they're the same team they were last year. They just added Kawhi Leonard. Like, <clears throat> for them, is like there was no new coach. There was no, like, you know, necessarily Kawhi and Paul George are the new players, but it's like they've – come in and just fit so well so far so it's like and they look comfortable from from the start from the from the laker game uh warriors obviously when the suns kind of feel like they they were kind of off and then they bounce back uh uh with the hornets so it looks like they're just they're just fitting right in i mean there's still some things that you you see some kinks here and there but it's early in the season but um i, I mean i'm not surprised at all no they look really really good i like how patrick beverly has even stepped it up even like the voice of the team and has been pushing Kawhi even more than he already, you know, pushed himself because he's obviously defending NBA champion, MVP. It looks really good. My question to you, sports guy, David, are you worried when Paul George comes back that he might mix, you know, like the, the team chemistry might not be there. What do you think when he comes back? Well, how are this, how are the Clippers going to look? Um, no, I think he's just going to add to, I mean, the Clippers are currently first in three point percentage with 40%. They're first in points per game with, um, or that they're third and with 121 per game. And they're also first in field goal percentage with 52. So I think their shooting is, is going to do great. Paul George, he's great in the clutch. He's great defending. Um, the only thing I'm really concerned about is rebounds. They're 26 in the league in rebounds. Um, but Paul George can also help with that. He's re- he's real physical. And um, him healthy is pretty dangerous. And Kawhi and him are just going to be – it's it, the only concern is who's going to get in the fourth because Paul George could get in and so could Kawhi. So I think that's the only problem, but it's not even a big problem, you know. But I think Kawhi's going to take over. And uh, I really think th- I'm not surprised either. They the lost to the Suns, and Laker fans are coming to me like, oh, the Clippers lost to the Suns. I'm like, yeah, but we beat the Clippers or we beat the Lakers. So what does that say? And then they don't say nothing. So I'm like, okay, so you know, not you can't go 82 and zero. But um, the Suns are their shooting team, man. They, they're, they're young guys they, and they shoot, you know, but the, that was just our off day. And today they don't have Kawhi Leonard. They're sending him out to load management. We're mm-hmm. going to see this team, last year's team, and they did look how good they did last year. And they got tremendous depth. So I think I see him beating the Jazz. 
Exactly. I think it's just a good problem to have, you know, having two guys that can create off the dribble, somebody like Kawhi Leonard, somebody like Paul George. But Kawhi Leonard, just when I thought that Kawhi Leonard couldn't get any better, seeing him, seeing him on the court, it's like, it's just so smooth, you know, it comes mm-hmm. so natural. And so that that's the reason why the Clippers are going to do so great. Like Gio added, he said that, you know, basically they all they really did was add Kawhi Leonard. And that's a big, big thing, man. You're adding like the top of the notch right mm-hmm. now. You know? The consensus is he's the number one player. Yeah. So so we'll see how that goes with the Clippers. Shout out to the Clippers. They're doing really, really good. Obviously, we cover them. And now we're going to shift over to the Lakers. One thing, well, let me, just add, let me just add one thing. So sure, um, with the load management, so what I've noticed, they've kept them, they've kept Kawhi uh, like around 30 minutes. So kind of expect that when Kawhi plays like early in the season, he's probably just going to play right around 30 minutes, nothing more, maybe 32. Um, but also he's, he's 100% going to miss like, a third of the season, just kind of how he, the, how the Raptors used him last year, like how he didn't play every single game, especially on the back-to-backs. Pay attention to that because when it comes later to the playoffs, um, this is they're gonna rest, they're gonna save, they're gonna use the load management with Kawhi, and they're not in a rush to bring Paul George back. Like the, the Clippers are not in a rush to bring Paul George back. They would rather have these guys miss miss like a third or a fourth of the uh, like a third of the season. Because once the second half, that's when that's when it's really going to matter. And you really want, well, if, especially if they're going to go for a championship run, what this team is built for. Um, this, this load management early in the season is really going to go a long way. Okay, oh, yeah. so because you're talking about load management, how do you feel about when the fans pay high dollar? And well, not necessarily the Clippers, but the, the players or the fans pay high dollar to see their favorite players play and they don't play. Do you have an opinion on that? I just I'm just curious because you brought that up. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not a fan of it. I don't, I don't like it because it's a, obviously if if you're a fan, you're not gonna like that because you pay to see like Kawhi, obviously LeBron, and all these big superstars. I don't like it as a fan, as a team. It makes sense. Okay, I just want to know your opinion on it because no, it there's... does make sense. Yeah, it does make sense. Why does it make sense? I mean, I don't, I don't personally like it as well, but it does make sense if it delivers a championship. I feel like this generation of basketball players, they, they focus on that, you know, trying to protect their bodies, trying to extend mm-hmm. their careers, right? And so you've seen it with LeBron, and now you're seeing it with Kawhi, and and so I have no issues with it, just because I know they're at the end of the at the end of the day, it's going to deliver for them. It's going to work out for what their team is built and. I, I give them credit for, for them being able to do that. So, yeah. So now we're going to switch topics. We're going to go to the Lakers. You know, we're going to go to the rival Lakers. And we're going to go with Mr. Anthony Davis, who dropped 40 points and 20 boards in three quarters versus the Hornets. So now you tell me, is this guy legit? Like, is this guy like the next up and coming? Like, obviously, he's not Shaq, right? So who do you envision him being? Like, who is this? Like, is he going to be his own person? Is he going to be up in the rafters? I want to know from you. Go ahead, sports guy, David. Um, you know, uh, you mentioned it's funny that you mentioned Shaq because last person to drop 40-20 was Shaq back in 2001 or 2001 or 2003. I, I don't believe. I just seen that stat and I seen that uh, and all the Laker fans are coming to me like he dropped 40-20, the real deal. And I, I didn't say they aren't the real deal. Anthony Davis is just he's just a monster, seven footer that could do what he does. Um, I think he's gonna be his own. Shaq was more just so dominant. I'm not saying Anthony Davis wasn't, but I think Anthony Davis is going to make his own, you know, the brow throughout um, college. Everybody knew him as the brow. And, and I, there was reports that he didn't even like that. And then he finally embraced it. And now it's trademark. So like he's his own entity. It's the brow and he's dominant. I can't, I, you, you drop 40, 20. I mean, 
who no one can hate on that. I don't care if you're a basketball fan, you like to see that. I don't care if you're a Celtics fan, Trailblazers fan, I don't care. You gotta love to see that. 40, 23 quarters. That's that's nuts. Um, yeah. I, I the brow is is dangerous. Yeah, Lakers he's a mon- dangerous. He's a- He's a monster. I like what LeBron James is doing. He's taking a backseat, allowing Anthony Davis to fill his potential. So my question to you is, for the Lakers to succeed, Gio, do you feel that LeBron has to be the go-to guy? Or does Anthony Davis have to be the go-to guy? 100% Anthony Davis has to be the go-to guy. He's the one you want putting up 30, I mean 40, 50 points if it gets up to that point. Um, you just want LeBron James as a facilitator and a playmaker, especially early on in the season. Because, I mean, once they get Kyle Kuzma back and everything, he's going to have more shooters. You just, you know, what LeBron, you know, LeBron can easily put up a 30, 30 points and stuff. But, like, you also want to watch, I think, the low, what the makes sense for the Lakers. The biggest struggle for the Lakers uh, isn't that these two guys can score. This is two, the biggest struggle for the Lakers so far is that they haven't learned how to play with each other just yet. You know, it's been struggling. You also got Frank Vogel. He's learning how to coach him. So a lot of those things, but in my opinion, in order for the Lakers to succeed, Anthony Davis has to be number one. LeBron has to be the number two, the facilitator. That's how that's how this team is going to make it really far because Anthony Davis is young. Anthony Davis can shoot the three. Anthony Davis has a height to post up. And then one thing I, I did see from the Lakers is when he was like post, he was in the post, very few people in the NBA can guard Anthony Davis just anywhere, but especially in the post. And if they go to him a lot and he and he has these big breakout games and LeBron has 25 and 10 or 25 or whatever, long-term it makes sense for Anthony Davis to be the number one guy. Of course. And I, I completely agree with you on that portion. My question to you is that with every championship team, there's always that third guy as well. So mm-hmm. obviously we have Avery Bradley, we have Danny Green, we have somebody like obviously like Rondo. But out, to me, the key component will always be Kuzma. Why Kuzma? Well, Anthony Davis and LeBron James, more than likely they're going to see, you know, the defense are going to focus on them. So Kyle Kuzma, for the most part, is going to be one-on-one, and he's a really good one-on-one player. So do you feel like Kyle Kuzma has to be that number three for them, for them to succeed as well? Uh, yeah, I, I definitely do. I mean, Kyle Kuzma, once he comes back, you know what, what he can bring. I just – I think it's going to – it's not going to be that easy transition for Kuzma to come back in because if Anthony Davis is going to get all the touches, then LeBron – you know, Kyle Kuzma, he's used to having the ball a lot. And now that Anthony Davis is there, like, I'm interested to see – I think it's that's going to be the difficult thing for the Lakers is getting Kyle Kuzma in rhythm. You know, and is he, if he's able to get in rhythm with, he's probably going to get not as many touches as Anthony Davis or LeBron James, given the night, unless unless LeBron does, The big key thing is if LeBron gets Kuzma involved, you know what I'm saying? It's like how he starts to get Kuzma involved and realizes that, okay, AD's the main guy. Let me get Kuzma involved. Let me get Kuzma 20, 25, and 10. Because LeBron James can go off any time, you know? But True. it's just it's just under if they can understand because right now that it's just some early so I know it's early four games in, but they they're just not as they they're not as in sync as the Clippers are you know what I'm saying and the and the and the Lakers have all their most of their pieces outside of Kuz most of their main pieces on the court and they don't look as smooth. That is very, very true. Yes, you can tell the difference. You can tell, mm-hmm. even in the first game when they played Clippers versus Lakers, you can tell how the Clippers were basically kind of gelling where the Lakers were kind of went missing for a little bit. So mm-hmm. I do agree with you on that portion. And so at the end of the day, it looks like these two teams will battle it out. I feel that's what's going to happen. And um, one of the guys that I looked up to that I wanted to be a Laker and it didn't happen was Kyrie Irving. And I don't know if you guys saw what happened with him, right? So there's all these reports of him having like these 
crazy mood swings and that LeBron James, you know, had to deal with all his stuff. And so that, that the Kyrie Irving often shuts down and is unwilling to communicate. Um, what do you think? How do you think they're, what do you think their teammates think of that? Like how did, why would, if that's really true, why would Kevin Durant join him? Do you even think that's true? Go ahead. Sports guy, David. Um, yeah, I heard about these. Um, I didn't know what to think about it. I, I know there's um, Kevin Durant backs him up 100%. Uh, I just, I don't know. He, he's kind of, a, he's been a rolling stone since 2016. Oh, Cleveland, Boston now here. So I don't know if that has to do with anything. He is almost averaging 40 points a game, uh, six, six, uh, 6.3 assists and almost six rebounds. So like this guy's doing something right. He hit a buzzer beater, almost missed. He almost missed a buzzer beater. Or he he missed a buzzer buzzer beater and he also got one so like this guy is very talented but um, Kevin Durant got his back I don't know what he said um, word for word but I know he got his back and um, he's doing something right so mood swings or not I think you should stick with him yeah yes. I was gonna say yeah and like I think Kevin Durant referred to him as like an artist and he's got to take what it comes with him and then I think this was like Kyrie Irving. Um, cause this happened in China. Like he went missing. I don't know if he went missing, but like for five days, he just didn't communicate with anybody. And the reason I feel like it's such a big deal is because he's the leader of the team at this point until Kevin, Kevin Durant comes back. But if you have two guys like Kyrie Irving, who's uh, emotional swings like that. And then Kevin Durant, who has, uh, the thinnest skin as one of the biggest superstars who has a thinnest skin. I think that's just kind of recipe for disaster when Kevin Durant comes back or something like that because someone who's very emotional, mood swings, doesn't communicate, and then you have Kevin Durant who may take things very, very personal. Like they're in a, you know, they're in a playoff contention. Like these aren't signs that you see of a leader. You know what I'm saying? Like mood swings doesn't communicate. You want you regardless of your leader, you want your leader to be there and communicate. And if sure. reports like this are coming out, it's just like it's a little concerning. And yeah, obviously the Nets front office and stuff. It's still early in the season, but this is not something that you want to see from your leader, like your number one guy this season and probably your number two guy next season. So it's it's definitely to keep an eye on. Um, but we'll see what can I mean winning cures everything. So when yes, exactly what I was gonna say. I think if you know once once they start winning, maybe this will be put in the back burner. Mm -hmm. So we'll see how it goes. I mean, he has delivered. In game seven, which is the Warriors, I'll never forget that. That dude is a beast. He can ball out. I think ultimately, you know, all these rumors will come out until somebody like, say, for example, like LeBron or somebody, one of his teammates comes out and confronts it. I'm not going to believe those things for now. So mm -hmm. we'll leave it at that. So we're going to switch topics now. We're going to one of the up and coming uh, stars in the NBA. He recently is averaging 28, 26.8 points in the last four games. His name is Trey Young. And unfortunately for him, he had a horrible injury. People thought that he either broke his leg or something was wrong with his leg. It looks like the tests were negative. He'll be back soon. But um, my question to you is, so far in the NBA, which is the young and up-and-comer guy that you've actually liked? Or who, other than Trey Young, because Trey Young has been balling out. He should be back in the next couple of weeks. Anybody else that you keep have in mind? Uh, Dantich. I would say Dantich. I mean. Oh, yeah. Dantich is a beast. He was a beast out in Europe. He comes over here. He does it. You know, sometimes the the European game is pretty – it's really, really dope because they teach the fundamentals. Yeah. As long as, and I think, you know, in any sport, whenever you learn the fundamentals, you're mm -hmm. going to have a spot somewhere. You got me? So that, that's pretty, pretty cool. What do you think about Dallas, uh, sports guy? Dave, you think they're going to do any good this season? Um, Yeah. Let me answer your first question. Tyler Euro from the Miami Heat, man. Oh, yeah. That guy's I good love too. this guy. He has some crazy, crazy shots. He got some – 
some ankle breakers. I really like Ty- Tyler Euro. Um, nice rookie out of Kentucky, man. You got a good guy. Keep uh, he's averaging six point three points right now, six rebounds, and he's shooting um the uh, what what is it thirty six percent from three point. That I think that's going to jump up um coming to the season. But I like he's a shooter. I like him. But um the Mavs, nice. yeah, the Mavs, the the Euro duo, man. That um they scored the most points by a duo in history with fifty seven debut. Um, they debuted, um, scored fifty seven points combined. So I mean, they're dangerous. Perzingis you're finally. Perzingis, you're talking about Porzingis, right? Perzingis yeah, Perzingis and Doncic. Okay. Cool. Yeah, Porzingis. Um, is so glad to see him. Actually, happy him as a Knicks. I've seen him more in a suit on the sideline than on the actual court. Um, he got. He's gonna get paid. Um, he's with Doncic. They just look happy. There's more smiles than frowns over there, regardless of the outcome. And the Mavs, the Mavs, I think, are pretty dangerous. And the Euro Duro are gonna they're gonna they're gonna tear shit up. I agree with you on that portion. So so far the season, it's only the beginning of the season, but there's been a couple of surprises to me. Uh, well, I'm gonna call this like either winners or losers, right? So the team that so far is winning for me and that has surprised me so far, I'm actually gonna have two. The two teams are the Timberwolves and the Spurs. Why did I pick those two teams? Well, they're both three and zero. I did not expect for them to be three and zero, especially after everything that happened in the off season. And so, do you do you guys agree with that, or do you have anybody else who surprised you so far? Go ahead, Gio. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm just looking at the Timberwolves. I mean, they 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 played uh, first couple games. I mean, they played the Nets. They won that close one when Kyrie didn't hit the game winner, missed it. Then they but then they beat the Hornets. I mean, the Hornets have not been good this year at all. And then they, they just beat the Heat one sixty one night. Tonight is gonna to be a good test. They play against the seventy sixers. So um yeah, especially this team. I mean they what they especially what they went through last year with uh, you know, what's his name? Um Jimmy Butler and yeah. the and the players that they have. So it's good to see this team. I mean, you see at Colin Anthony Towns, he's starting off to a good start. Um, you know, they got well, let me see. I'm looking at their lineup right now. They got Malcolm Brown. Oh no, excuse me. I was looking at the wrong, wrong one. I'm excited. I haven't seen too much of them um, at all, but I know a team that has surprised me is the Warriors, how slow they started, how, I mean, I know they played against the Clippers, and yeah, I'm just surprised how not good or in sync. I know they don't have Clay Thompson yet, but the they have D'Angelo Russell, but the Warriors have not looked as good. We're, we're expecting, because they have Steve Kerr, they still have the main focal pieces, like, you know, the head coach, you know, Stephen Curry. But that's, to me, the Warriors is the biggest surprise. Yes, pretty much. I think, well, that's the biggest. I think I'm disappointed in the Warriors. I actually yeah. had them winning a couple of games. But I think the biggest difference with them is is that they don't have the veterans there no more. You know, they don't have Sean Livingston. They don't have mm-hmm. Andre Iguodala. And they were, you know, they were veterans. They knew their roles. And so at some point, I guess, in one of the games that they played, I had read a stat that they played all five new players. And they basically are still trying to figure each other out. And um, I don't know if you saw on TNT, on NBA on TNT, Clay Thompson sat down with Charles Barkley, and Charles Barkley looked at Clay Thompson dead in the eye and told him the Golden State Warriors will not make the playoffs. And he told him that he felt that the team wasn't good, but he also gave Clay Thompson credit because he's he makes that team go. He can yeah. play defense, he can shoot the three, he can be he can go to the basket, and he do, he does a whole lot for that team. So you're right. That's a that's a big disappointment. Sports guy David, do you have anybody anybody you want to add into that? Yeah, with the Warriors, I'm not riding high on the Warriors. I'm just a Warrior hater for life. <laughs> I, and and they got all excited. They won the Pelicans. I mean, without Zion, the Pelicans are 0-4. I'm I'm disappointed in my Portland Trailblazers. Those are my that's the team I was really riding high yeah, on. Hassan true. Whiteside is not playing defense. I mean, there's a clip where 
the Joker is, is posting up on him, and Whiteside just literally was standing there, and Joker just made a shot right over him. I was pretty embarrassed because I was riding high on this guy. They're 2-2 two and two right now, so, I, you know, they still got a chance to turn it around. Yeah, it's barely four games. The Pacers are 0-3. Um, Pelicans are 0-4, too. Huh? Yeah, and the Sacramento Kings are also 0-4, but I like the Memphis Grizzlies. Mo Rant, dude, just dropped 30 a couple days ago. That dude is so athletic. I know they lost last night, but um, I like the Grizzlies um, as well. I know they're one and three right now, but the Warriors and the Thunders are also one and three too. So um, I'm really liking um, Portland Trailblazers. So I'm not. I haven't given up on them yet. So it's only <laughs> four not. games in. Yeah, it's yeah, only, it's four, only games. four games. You have something to say, Gio? Sorry. No, I was gonna. I was just gonna say yeah. It's uh, it's only four games in too. So it's um it's still early, but. The thing about the NBA, things can change pretty quick. You know, I mean, you get like a five-game winning streak, four-game winning streak. But yeah, we're only four games in. But yeah, I mean, I like far from the teams that are up top, and just a little surprise for the slow start for the Warriors. Yeah, exactly. So you know, talking about the Warriors, are obviously located in California. There's been a couple of things going on in California. So one of the things is that we've had wildfires over here in Los Angeles County. And I don't know if you saw that LeBron James actually had to get evacuated because he was close to one of the fires. So I guess the uh, firefighters ended up helping him out. So what he then decides to do is he sends a taco truck out to the firefighters to feed them. I thought that was pretty cool. It was all over social media. So any thoughts on that, guys? Go ahead, Sports Guy David. Yeah, um, I know everyone. I'm the Lakers are chanting Taco Tuesday. It's a trend going on in it, and with the Laker fans all over. Taco Tuesday, Taco Tuesday. And it's, it's nice of him. Those guys are, are hard workers. My friend's actually a firefighter, and he tells me all the shit that he has to go through. And it's pretty nuts. I mean, I'm a cook, and the fire, I'm, I, I get close to that fire, and I, I hate it. So I can only imagine what they're doing. So thank you. Those are the real heroes, and I'm glad that they are um, putting in that work. Exactly. Gio? Yeah, no, I was going to say, yeah. I mean, you can kind of see yesterday even at the Ben California Stadium, you can see a little bit of the smog. But one thing that was – I saw, like, this meme on – I mean, I think – I want to say before you even talk about the meme, like, shout out to all the – people you know keeping us safe and everything but on facebook there's this thing that you can click to say that you're safe and like you know you're safe from the fire fire wild wildfires but i'm like more a little bit and then like you know i'm not like in culver city so i didn't i mean it's more more brentwood or you know the valley or you know over there so i didn't figure to click on it but there's this meme on uh, on Instagram, it was like, oh, she clicks safe when she lives in L.A. They're like, yeah, she lives in West Hollywood. There's no way that the fire were affected. <laughs> exactly. and, <laughs> and that's exactly how I felt because I was like, but if you don't live in L.A., I guess it makes sense. Yeah, if you don't live, if LA. you're so I'll give you I'll give you a great example. My family, I have a lot of family in Dallas, right? I probably have like 10 different cousins and like five different aunts, right? So they always ask us if we're safe. Although I'm pretty close to it, because I'm in San Fernando Valley and Porter Ranch is pretty close to me. Oh yeah, you I'm are. actually not as close as I think they are, so they get a little bit concerned. I haven't marked myself safe, but I guess I got to go ahead and do it because everybody's been asking me, like, "Oh, is everything okay? How's everything going?" I'm like, "No, we're we're fine." You know, <laughs> you'll be the first to know yeah. something happened. You get me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So another stuff that we're where we we got to mark ourselves down is another Los Angeles team goes down. First, it was the Sparks. Then it was the Dodgers, and now it's our beloved LAFC. They ended up losing three to one to the Seattle Sounders yesterday. What a great season! Carlos Vela obviously is going to be the MVP. 
but this ended horribly. I know Gio was there yesterday. Give us your thoughts, please. Oh man, they just got out. Like they just got out, played physically. I mean, the the one way to beat LAFC is the way the Sounders did it. I mean, that's the scouting report. Is you're you're just physical on them. You're you get you get LAFC emotional. You get physical on Carlos Vela. You get physical on the team. And I just feel like the Sounders just played a great game. Um, I don't really want to say too much about the refs. I mean, he probably didn't ref one of the best games, but at the end of the day, I never felt like LAFC since their goal. Like, they never had to control the game. The other team was just more physical than they were. And they and at times this season, I've seen them, like, not match that level of physicality. And I really do feel – I was talking with Sticks after the game. I really do feel that – LAFC is missing like that tough player. Like if anybody touches like Carlos Vela, he's like right there and like hits him or you know what I'm saying, gets in their face. Right, like right. you know, LAFC does. LAFC just doesn't have that person. You know, like doesn't have that player um, that that will stick up for them or like when someone gets physical, there's a player that right right back. You you get physical. You do a a slide tackle like kind of sending a message. And I think they've kind of lacked that the whole season. And, um, I mean, hats off to Seattle for winning. And, I mean, they beat LAFC at home, which is insane. Yes. So, home, you know, and that's that's the toughest thing. I mean, Carlos Vela broke the scoring record. LAFC had the best MLS season the whole year. So, it's very tough. It's a very tough pill to swallow. But I know this team will be back. But it's, it's crazy, crazy to see what this team has done in two seasons. Oh, you know what I'm yeah. Saying? Like, tapped in really good. Yeah, it's only it's only been two seasons, and they've already like you know broke broken so many league records. Um, it is tough. We'll see what happens next season, but I I hope I look forward to them hopefully being able to have a somewhat of a close season as they they would have this year. Exactly. After they beat the Galaxy, I really expected them to win the championship. I think the Galaxy obviously were their their biggest. To me, I felt like they were their biggest. You know, the biggest thing in front of their champ, their, mm-hmm. their, their biggest stepping stone in front of their championship hopes, right? So they beat the Galaxy. They're on this high, and they're like, "Oh, we finally beat them after five times, right, or six times." And so then they face off the Seattle Sounders, who did not care. They just beat the Galaxy. They ended yeah, up- I just, I just felt that this team, the Sounders, were a tougher team than the, yeah, the Galaxy. It was tell. more, it was yeah, it was more of a mental thing for LAFC. But this was like. This team was just like I don't know. It was really good, and you saw that. Yeah, last the time. commentators kept mentioning that, and so shout out yeah. to the Seattle Sounders. They deserved it. You know, obviously LAFC beat the Galaxy. The Galaxy, um, you know, season also ended, and we covered the Galaxy as well. Satlan Ibrahimovic had announced that he's going to Spain. I'm not exactly sure what Spain team, but he's going to Spain. Do you guys have any news on that by any chance? I think he's just going there for promo. I don't think he's he's going there to play. Oh, he's just going there for okay. yeah, yeah. He's just going there for promo. I think I really do think Slatan may be coming back. He really loves LA. His fam, I know his family loves LA. Um, to me, it makes sense that he comes back, and part of me wants him to come back because the MLS needs a player like Slatan. It needs more of those type of characters, oh, personalities yeah, that are that are very outspoken, and you. You need players like that, and he's right. He does make he does make the league. Oh famous. yeah, he does, yeah. He's, you like know a, I mean? he's like a rock star, basically. To me, the yeah, way yeah, that he, he is a rock star. He did his thing in in soccer. He's he set him. He set his stone. Like he, we know yeah. who he is, right? To me, that dude not only not only did he go from a soccer player, but he's like a worldwide known person now, right? Yeah, so he's like a yeah, world superstar, exactly. And so with him, as much as I like Carlos Vela, Carlos Vela is not nowhere near that. Carlos Vela is known in LA, and he's probably known in Mexico and somewhere in Europe. But Salah Ibrahimovic, he's. Rec- 
recognized across the globe, you know, not only for what he did for soccer, but just his personality. People love that. People are attracted to that. And so if he yeah. ends up staying in the galaxy, that's going to work out even better. The, you know, the rivalry will continue. The passion of yeah. will come out. And soccer in L.A. has been growing. So shout out to both teams. I know they go back at it. They go back and forth about Galaxy and LAFC. I want to I want to actually shout out to our sports guy, David. He was in the middle of that. He did the interviews. Can you tell us just a little bit about the atmosphere that you felt and what would be what would Ellie be missing if someone did go ahead and leave? Yeah, first of all, I love Zlatan. He's the reason why I got a man bun. I was playing FIFA 15 <laughs> or 16, and I was like, he had the man bun. Um, he has a big nose. I have a big nose. He has a big personality. I have a big personality. I was just missing the hair, so I went to go. I, I like how you broke. Hold on a second. I like how you. Broke I like how you down, broke man. play by play. Hey, broke I, that hey man, hair. that's how exactly how it went. I was playing against. I think he was on. Oh my god, I think he was on Manchester at the time. I don't remember what team. He'd been on so much teams. And the dude just scored on me, and I was like, who is that? And I was like, that's Latin and Provenimich. And I liked his name because I couldn't pronounce it. Got the nose. Got the hair. I got the nose. I got the hair. I don't have it anymore. I miss it. David, before before you get – David, hold on. I have to ask you. I don't know why. I have to ask you. you better be dressing as Satlan Ibrahimovic for Halloween. Bro. If that's okay, <laughs> there's no way. There's no way. He doesn't that, have. I don't have my hair. Anymore, man. It grew it out a little bit. I look like a. Oh, man. Like, come on, dude. I look you a little funky. You had everything. Now. Come on, man. You gotta dress up as him. If not, we're gonna be very disappointed. Yeah. Um. I'll. I'll see. I'll see. I'll get a. I'll, I'll, <laughs> know, if I'll get. A, I don't know if I'll put a galaxy jersey on. But that those oh, galaxy right. fans are uh, crazy and wild. The interviews were fun. Um, just the atmosphere. I remember Jennifer, um, our photographer, uh, took this or yeah, she took, I don't know who took the picture while I was there. And it's, it's Latin smiling at the supporter group after he scored oh, a goal after awesome. the second awesome, minute. Man. And I just call it, I call that picture the devil smile because he's just so he feeds on that. And he kind of, I know, like, I feel like I'm Zlatan Ibrahimovic. We have a lot in common. And um, I kind of <laughs> right. look it in the mirror when I see him. Um, he has a personality just like mine. Or I have a personality just like him because he's like 50. But um, I, if, if he got to stay there, I know he wants to. He loves he, he loves his ego. He loves people hating him. And I exactly kind of like me. And uh, if he stays at the Galaxy, it's going to be awesome because the Galaxy, the El Trafico, I don't know, we'll be, I don't know if El Trafico will be the same if Zatan isn't there. Mm-hmm. Oh, so. yeah, yeah, because a lot of the promo is, you know, based on Bella and Satlan, you know, and stuff like that. You get me? So it's really dope. I hope he does stay. It was really awesome. Yeah. Yeah, MLS, thank you so much. Brought a lot of memories this season from both teams, LAFC and Galaxy. It was it was, it was, was fun. Like, it's been so fun. Like, whether, whether he does stay or not, like, it's literally just been fun covering him and just being there and, like, the I will say because I was at the last LAFC Gal- Galaxy playoff game, and then this LAFC Sounders game, their energy was not the same. Like the Galaxy LAFC game was just so much more from the beginning, even prior to everything. Like those games really do like one split the city, but also bring so much energy to the oh, city yeah. and just so much attention to the sport. That was a lot of fun. Um, I was there as a fan. It, like I came to, yeah. you know, I, I ended up losing my voice and I didn't regain it for like a whole week. And so <laughs> very, very true, man. And we're so, let me, I was going to say, let me ask you, what, what do you, what are you guys dressing up as? Actually? Yes. I was going to ask you the same question. I'm actually, I have three different costumes. One of them is not three different costumes. Yeah, so I'll tell you one of them is not working. <laughs> I'll tell you. Why. I'll tell you. <laughs> One of them's not work appropriate, so I can't worry. I was gonna dress up as Fidel Castro. That's what that was my nice. first <laughs> No, so I have the, I have the whole army stuff. All I really needed was the beard, so I have the beard. The second one, I'm trying to figure out if I should come as uh, Michael Scott from The Office. 
being that I'm the oh, best. that's a good so one. I wanted to dress up as Michael Scott, but the mask that I have, it doesn't, it, it kind of, it's kind of messed up. So I don't know if I'm gonna do that. So the third one is I'm just come as a freaking mariachi. So let's see, that's maybe one of those. <laughs> so we'll see. You'll see it on the on Instagram. What about you? Ah, uh, me, I don't know. It's undecided. T T B H or T T B. I have a couple T-B-H. ideas. Um, because I got Something. the mustache, I I might go. I might be Mario. Um, oh, that's legendary! Yeah, there you go. I might be a cowboy because I have a poncho and I have bandanas. And the last one is kind of like you got to know it. I don't know, if you, you guys watch Friends, the TV show. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember the episode where? Oh my God, I'm such a nerd. Um, when when uh Rachel goes to prom and Ross gets all jealous. Do you remember that? I He's, do remember the episode. Yeah. The you remember he has like a, a old school. Yeah, uh-huh. he has he has a little fro and is like, oh, well, you think about it, Ross, and he has this really creeper. Like he's leaning on the dresser, real creeper. Well, that uh, there's one of the costumes. He just has a fro and a and a mustache. It's kind of like you got to know who it is. I I saw you post it on Twitter. So yeah, yeah, the one I posted on Twitter. Damn, that, that one. I might be that one. I don't know. Just get a real old nice. like that. So let, let me ask. Let me ask you a question. I have to ask you this. So, being that you're a Charger fan, oh, you're gonna dress up <laughs> as a cowboy? What's wrong with you? I should, I should probably dress up as uh, Antonio Brown. Be a fucking oh, ass clown. Oh, it's trending on i saw that it's trending on twitter i should be um john gruden yeah. and then just put the um, most overpaid coach pass? in uh history <laughs> well, we'll see how that goes they're gonna face off against each other so we'll see uh we'll see who has the last laugh on that but uh other than that we're all set uh, anything else <laughs> <laughs> no i think we're good yeah go ahead all and follow right. me sports guy david on all social media i'm popping everywhere Go ahead and do oh, it. There you go. And if he's not popping anywhere, you'll be dancing. You'll see some dancing videos. Yeah, everywhere. And I always repost it, yeah. too. So. Exactly. What about you, Gio? Go ahead. Yeah, you guys can follow me at Gio Garcia LA on Instagram and Twitter. Um, yeah, check us out. I know good podcast today, guys. Yeah, enjoyed Thank it. Thank you. And once again, this is Mr. Louis Broadway. I'm the host. The Double Dribble Show will be here every week giving you the hot NBA takes. And obviously, we'll talk about some random stuff. We have some banter here back and forth, but you already know we're representing the Fantasy Sports Cave. Double Dribble Show over and out. Thank you very much.